Hello, everybody in podcast land. It's left at the light again. I'm Matt, your host. Uh, we are talking to another business this week, uh, Birds and Beasts in Crystal Lake. They are uh, they are like uh, on Virginia Road, actually across the street from Danspiration, a previous episode that we did. Um, so Birds and Beasts is a pet store, and we, my family has a... Uh, new gecko in the family that is my daughter's uh, we got from birds and beasts and it's a pretty cool little store if you haven't been um, we talk about it we talk about what animals they carry how they treat them and um, get them ready to come into your home so uh, that's all in the episode I'm not gonna talk over all that but um, I will talk about our last episode with Rue Yori uh, American Ninja Warrior and on dog, dog advocate Foster, he's uh, got his own foundation. That's in that was in the last episode. Uh, his episode is not aired yet on American Ninja Warrior. It is the fifth episode of the qualifying rounds, which is the last one. And as I'm putting this episode together, there have been three episodes, so two more weeks, and then uh, you could see his episode and hopefully we I don't know what happens hopefully he gets through hopefully they show his run uh we don't really know but uh if you want to you can find him on YouTube and check out some of his previous runs um uh it's pretty cool and we talked about it in the episode but he does hit some buzzers here and there so uh coming into this episode uh Birds and Beasts um I talked to Patrick and Patrick is someone who's worked there for a while. Um, I, you know, we did this with obviously the permission of the owner, uh, who did not want to be recorded, which is understandable. Not everybody, you know, wants to sit in front of a microphone and talk about their business. It's just not their, not their place. But uh, Patrick, for the most part, was nominated for it, and it was a great sport. And um, we're gonna get right into it. It's not a very long episode. Um, but I think very informative and um, Birds and Beasts is definitely a place I recommend. So uh, here you go with myself, Patrick, and Birds and Beasts. All right. Uh, so, Patrick, uh, thanks for sitting down with me over Zoom here and uh, telling me about the uh, birds and beasts. Um, first off, let's start out. How long has uh, uh, birds and beasts been in uh, been a business? How long have they? When did they start? How long have they been going? He opened up in November of 1989. Pat Nuzo was the original owner. Okay. Um, so, do you know the story behind um, how Pat decided to? open the business? Yes, I do. Uh, 1984, I was working at Petland in Spring Hill Mall, and she came and bought a blue and gold macaw from us. And then after she bought the blue and gold macaw, she bought a couple of cockatiels. And they started to breed. Then she acquired a bunch more cockatiels. And then she became a breeder of cockatiels. And she was selling the hand-fed babies throughout the small stores in the area. And of course, we were buying from her too. And right around 1988-89, the village of Carpenters found out she had 200 birds in her house. They weren't too excited about that. And so then she she talked her husband into opening the, the store in the in the, the strip mall we're at right now. 
Oh wow, two hundred birds in, in in her home. Yep. Wow, she didn't have like a uh, something built outside or anything. They just all. No, you can't do do birds outside in Illinois. So these are all basically tropical birds. They can't take the cold weather. So uh, everything was inside. Every room in the house had birds. Oh wow, that's amazing. Did you see that in the house at all? No, unfortunately, I didn't. I wish I would have. <laughs> it's a lot of cleaning. <laughs> I, yeah, I bet. And uh, I can imagine just a lot of birds to the face as they're flying around. <laughs> uh, no, they wouldn't be flying around because the birds to breed them, they'll be kept in a cage, and in that cage, we'll have a breeding box. And they become quite unfriendly when they're paired up and mating. So they're not really pets. They're breeding birds at that point. Okay. Well, thanks for the info. I obviously don't know that much about birds. <laughs> uh, so they, so since then, that's been the location there. Yes. And okay. so since then, it was just a small storefront um, and they've expanded twice. Now we have three storefronts. Oh, do you really? Okay. Um, where are the other stores? They're all together. So we just expanded on that. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Just expanded. Got it. Okay. Knocked um, them all out and took over. All right. So uh, for people who aren't familiar with you guys, uh, what animals do you have? Um, we specialize in hand-fed raised baby birds, um, mostly the parrots, but we do have some finches and canaries too. Um, we've got uh, about 150 snakes, um, mostly ball pythons, but also some other uh, corn snakes and king snakes and some boas. Um, we've got uh, 82 fish tanks, um, roughly 3,500 gallons of water, marine, uh, brackish, and freshwater. Uh, we've got quite a few lizards right now, mostly um, bearded dragons, um, leopard geckos, crested geckos, um, gargoyle geckos, lychee geckos, crocodile geckos. Um, We've got a whole room devoted to amphibians and frogs, mostly dart frogs, but there's quite a few other, um, other tree type frogs that we keep too, and a couple other species like pixie frogs. Um, we have got some newts, only two or three species are kind of hard to come by right now. And is that about it? Uh, I think it's about it. Yeah, we have some crustaceans too, um, crabs, shrimp, um, snails, um, it's called invertebrates, we uh, have coral. It's a little bit of everything. No oh, dogs um, or cats. You guys got a lot there. I don't even think I've seen all of that. <laughs> no, yeah, there's quite a bit there. Uh, we're one of the throwback shops. There used to be a lot of small shops that specialized in livestock, um, but that cow kind of faded away back around 2000. Uh, a lot of the chain stores came in and they would undercut us in the dry good prices and a lot of the small shops went out of business. Um, but our shop was kind of unique because we always had hand-fed baby birds, which um, none of the uh, chain stores could had the ability or the expertise to do that. And so we always had that customer base. And then we've always had a good base for fish. And then when um, the new owner came in about three years ago, we definitely expanded the reptiles and amphibians. We probably more than doubled that, probably tripled it. Hey, it's Erica with McHenry County Living. If you're like me, you're always wondering what's going on this weekend? Where are we gonna take the kids? What kind of shows and events and festivals are coming up? Well, look no further than The Weekender. It comes out every first Wednesday of the month. All you have to do is subscribe at mchenrycountyliving.com slash The Weekender. Uh, so how many owners um, has the business gone to? Just two. Originally Pat, Zuzo, Pat Nuzo, and now we have Dan Ryder. Okay. And you said Dan came in three years ago? Mm-hmm. Dan and his twin brother had worked there since around 2012. 
um, some, some people didn't notice the transition because they're identical twins, but uh, they both had worked there. And then uh, when Paul uh, decided it was time to retire, uh, he offered Dan the store and his family bought the store. Okay. How long have you been there? Uh, since about 2000. Okay. Um, now, was this uh, just something that you loved to do? You had the knowledge of it. How did you get into it? Uh, when I was eight years old, I got a fish tank for my birthday. And so I've been keeping fish for about 53 years, three months and 28 days uh, <laughs> continuously. So um, first thing I did, I started breeding some small fish in the small 10 gallon tank convict cichlids. Uh, in college, I started breeding um, sailfin mollies and selling those and setting up aquariums and on the dorm floor for all the um, my different uh, roommates and stuff. And then uh, when I got out of college, I got a degree in biology. Uh, it was in the early 80s. Uh, that market wasn't too good. Uh, worked briefly for a chemical plant and then uh, Petland came into Spring Hill Mall in Carpentersville and I applied there and I worked there for about uh, 13 years on and off. Okay. Uh, what is, in, in your perspective, uh, the most difficult thing to, uh, as far as dealing with animals and caring for animals, especially that many? Um, you have to, everything has to be kept clean. It's really important. So daily care, and when you're caring from you're also observing the animals, make sure they're healthy, do an assessment of how they're doing. So you're always assessing the healthy animals. And the best way to do that is cleaning, seeing how the kind of droppings they have. Are they eating? They acting normal behaviors. So you really got to be on top of everything. Make sure we think, keep everything healthy. Okay. So a lot of. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I got the grade school question here for you. Um, if you were to be any animal, what would it be? <laughs> oh, geez. I always like peregrine falcons. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I like that answer. What, normally you get something very, very simple, but I like that one. Um, tell me why. Uh, beautiful birds, uh, still quite rare. And if you ever see them fly, they're a beautiful flying of birds. So acrobatic and so, so fast. They're just gorgeous to fly. And they actually are migrating through in this area. There's, they come through this area about right now. If you get oh, okay. lucky, be one. All right. Um, I, I have another bird question because uh, I, I'm a runner, so I, go, I run outside. There's a particular bird that um, if you get too close to its nest, if you run by it, it will, it will dive on you. Mm -hmm. uh, the most common would be the red-winged blackbird. Yeah, um, the bird territorial, the male is black with the red on the wings. The females are brown streaked and they look like a big sparrow. And they're very territorial around their nest. And their nests usually kept quite low in graciers or small trees that are with but a lot of brush. So they're very common going after people. Um, besides working uh, in the pet business, I've also worked environmental jobs, including doing bird surveys. And I've been a bird watcher since I was a kid too. So um, I'm really familiar with the local birds. Okay. So, so that's the bird to look out for. Anybody who's listening that runs, look out for that one. <laughs> yeah. It's usually the open fields. You'll, see, you'll hear them calling in the, the open field areas where they usually live. Okay. You know, it happened to me down at the Three Oaks Recreation Area as I was like, yeah leaving <laughs> um all right so any any good memories any good stories that you have um from working there well i'm gonna write a book someday i mean i've been in the pet business for a long time a lot of interesting customers um we do a lot of education uh one thing was a gentleman came in with his three kids he was probably in his 40s and he had a cockatiel and he goes my cockatiel is laying eggs but i'm not sure if it's a boy or girl and uh, the manager very discreetly said, well, only girls lay eggs, so it's got to be a girl. <laughs> that's, that's one of the nicer ones. Um, 
why, why, in your opinion, uh, why would somebody come to Birds and Beasts and instead of going to like a pet land or pet smart or something like that? Our expertise. So Dan Ryder is a biologist. I'm a biologist with lots of history. Um, Pat Nuzzo's daughter, Sarah, she's been with kids literally since she was a baby. So she's very good at the birds. So she's got 30 years of experience with the birds. Um, our, our young kids there, um, two of them right now are just about to graduate from college in herpetology. Uh, so they've, and they also been breeding reptiles uh, since they were kids too. So they have a big background. We have a couple of new employees, uh, two girls that have been breeding bird, breeding uh, reptiles too. Again, a lot of knowledge and background, but we're always learning every day. Believe me, there's always something new to learn. So we have a lot of expertise. Um, say I've been keeping fish for over 50, 50 years. I've been worked in a couple of different shops. I've worked in wholesale. I've bred 15 different types of fish. So our expertise, we're going to give you really good advice and we'll back it up with factual information. Um, information people get in the internet is often very misleading. We hear some really interesting things and say, no, this is really how it works. And we'll explain to them. And their customers are really good about receiving that too. Um, cause they understand, they can see our passion and then our, our passion is backed up by knowledge. Yeah. Um, I, I have seen that firsthand. Uh, my daughter has a uh, gecko herself. Um, mm -hmm. and she, I, I, credit to her. She's very into learning about it and caring for it the right way. Um, but also credit to you guys, because I think really, uh, when she came in and got that gecko, she learned some more that she hadn't known, but uh, I mean, where does that information come from? Is it just from your experience? Is it from your degree? Where, a, lot of it's, you... a little bit, a little bit of everything. So, you know, basic background science helps out, especially with the fish tanks. We're doing a lot with the water chemistry. A lot of it's just hands-on doing it, you know, trial and error. And there's the information on the internet. You can go on the internet and find some good information. You just kind of weed through it, kind of see who's, what the source is, if they're credible. Um, when I was younger, I've got many fish books, so I would always be researching through the books and now a lot of people research on the internet um which can be good and bad but i always like it when the kids actually i go like, did you do some research and so i started asking questions well how long does a gecko live what does it eat what should the humidity be what should the temperature be and it's really interesting a lot of them come up with the right answers if not i say well this maybe not this way usually should be but um having basic knowledge really helps uh what, what do you think uh is the biggest misconception that people have as far as maybe just the care of fish or the care of lizards or birds or something like that? Um, hmm. This is a misconception. Huh. Well, a lot of them will have a tank and say, I want to put something in this tank. I have this 10 gallon tank. What kind of in there? It should be the other way around. You should pick the animal you want and then we're going to have the right proper habitat for it. And so it's say, if you want to get a bearded dragon, you know, you can't put it in a 10 gallon tank. You need a 40 gallon tank or a 75 gallon tank. If you want to get a large number of cichlids, you got to have a 55 gallon tank. You can't put them in a 10 gallon tank. So you really should decide what pet you want, do some research and then find out what kind of habitat or environment it should be in. Okay. Um, you know, I was just thinking about like uh, birds in particular. Um, I, I noticed you guys have kind of an area where uh, like no one's really allowed to interact with the birds except for the employees. Um, I'm imagining that has to do with like the hand fed uh, that's, birds. That's where, the, that's where the breeding birds are. Okay. And they don't, they don't want to be messed. They, they, they know the people that come back there and people they don't know can really upset them and that can upset the nesting. So that's one reason we want the people where the breeding birds are back there. And then the hand fed babies, they just don't, it's not difficult to do, but you have to make sure the food goes on the right way. If it doesn't go down the right way, it goes into their lungs. So they always close the bird room to hand feed so nobody gets interrupted. So they don't make a mistake. Okay. Um, how difficult is that to hand feed them or to teach them? Not hard. Um, just, 
you gotta have a little patience and the food has to go down the left side, not the right side. The right side goes into lungs, left side goes into the crop. So it's not difficult, but you have to, you know, concentrate what you're doing and make sure you do it right. Now, do you guys handle uh, the lizards quite often? Because I noticed with our gecko that um, it's very friendly and doesn't mind being held. Yep. So it depends. You know, there's some, the young ones will come in. A lot of the young lizards are not going to be handled. So handling helps. It depends on the type of lizard. Um, say like the bearded dragons, they're usually friendly right from the get-go. They figure out you feed them. They love you right from the beginning. Uh, the crested geckos are a little bit more standoffish, but they, with time, they settle down. Um, one of their instincts, if they're being handled, is they're afraid that something's trying to eat them because they're small little critters, and that's your instinct. So you have to get over that instinct where they're used to being handled and not being frightened, like thinking someone's going to eat them. Okay. Um, and might be jumping around a little bit here, uh, but I, I didn't talk about the uh, current owner a whole lot, Dan. Um, do you, what was his reason for uh, buying birds and geese or getting into it? Do you know? It's kind of interesting. So Danny went to college and he got his degree in biology, but he minored in economics. And he said he used to joke in college he was going to buy a pet store, never thinking he was going to do that. And so he did various jobs out of, out of school. And then uh, his brother started working the store around 2008. And then him and his brother also did aquarium maintenance on the side. And then his brother uh, got married and moved to uh, St. Louis and was working at a zoo. And so Danny came in and kind of replaced him. And so we just started working and he came, he really enjoys working with the reptiles. And so he's been breeding reptiles since he was a kid. And so he got more and more into that. And then when the opportunity came that Paul was thinking of Paul and Pat re retiring and moving to Florida, he kind of said, well, yeah, I'm kind of interested. And so it kind of came from that. Okay. Um, do you know, uh, as far as any future plans, um, are you guys looking to expand another location or just happy where you're at? We'd like to expand. Um, we really need more space. Um, if the, the stores on either, either side of us move, we'll definitely take space. Um, it'd be nice to have a freestanding store, but uh, maybe in the future. But the way business has been going, we've been very busy. We definitely need to expand somehow. We're out of space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, th I think that's it. Um, the last thing I really have for you guys, uh, is there anything that you want people to know about birds and bees? Oh, come in and talk to us. Uh, our employees are very passionate. You'll find they're very knowledgeable. Ask questions. I always tell people, ask questions. Keep asking, I have a question. Don't worry. Don't worry. There's no dumb questions. Ask questions. Well, that'll lead to something to make sure your animals are taken care of properly, but never be afraid to ask questions and we'll be more than happy to answer them for you. All right. That's it, man. I, I appreciate your time. Uh, uh, it's really nice to sit down and learn some, some more about uh, the business and the animals as well. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you again. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, guys, there it is. Uh, Birds and beasts. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you got something out of it. Um, pretty cool place. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, um, you know, they got a ton of animals there. Uh, a lot of a lot of accessories and food and everything. So if you need something, that's a great place to go. Um, so I'd probably be better than like you know a big pet store. Uh, and you know I could tell that they really care for their animals. Um, I, like I mentioned in the beginning, uh, my daughter got a gecko from them, and uh, it's a it's a really cool gecko. And she has <laughs> gone and made some Instagram videos with the. Uh, with him with the ziggy which is the, his name and uh he's, he's a little little instagram star i think in the making 
he, you know, he's very, very passionate about Geico. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's check them out. Thanks for listening, you guys. Um, we got some cool episodes coming up pretty soon for you. Um, like every two weeks I put these out and, uh, get a new episode out to you guys. Uh, season two has been a lot of fun to record and a lot of fun to talk to different people. So some exciting stuff coming up. If you, if you have ideas for the podcast, uh, let me know, uh, left at the light pod at gmail.com and I'll try to get them on if I can. I mean, that's, that's what we want to do. You know, I said it before, we want to get everybody, every local business in McHenry County on the podcast to talk to them and, uh, help promote their business and give you guys a little bit of information about their story. Um, is it's exciting to hear about the beginnings of a business and how they have made that work. Cause as we know, there can be tough times. Uh, not, not everything is easy. So, um, email me with those suggestions. I look forward to forward to hearing you guys from you guys. Um, and, uh, getting these episodes out to y'all. So, um, thanks for this, for everybody to subscribing, rating, reviewing, uh, please, if you haven't done it, uh, go to Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a, uh, review, subscribe, and, uh, don't forget to check out the Facebook page. Um, we do have a Facebook page, just search left at the light or click on one of the Facebook links to get to our page and give us a like. And when I put the episodes out, I, I post them on the Facebook page and as well as any updates from previous businesses that we've talked to, something that they've got going on. We try to post those every so often to support them as well. So you can see those posts on the Facebook page. But uh, that's it for me, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Um, Left at the light pod at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks.